Hello everyone and welcome back to the Lifetime Booking Podcast. My name is Stephen Hook and I will be your, your host for today, for this evening, for this afternoon, depending on when you listen to this. Might even be in the morning. What a horrible way to wake up to hear my luscious tones um, serenade you awake. Uh, I will be here to guide you as I hit my desk with my chair and to talk about the f- not not the final year, that sounds ominous, but the final at present year of the career of stardom superstar julia we have gone through her entire career so far from her debut back in 2017 uh we last episode we finished up with 2020 um her first full year with stardom she was named uh she won a bunch of stardom awards including best new unit with um donna del mondo she won the women's wrestling grand prize from tokyo sports Pororesu awards Ranked 54 out of the top 100 female singles wrestlers in the PWI Women's 100. And she's currently reigning as the Stardom Wonder Stardom Champion. Which, if you are a little bit familiar with Stardom, that's basically their secondary belt. Um, and we're going to go through her... Again, not her final year, because that sounds ominous, but her final at time of recording year. The current year of her uh, wrestling career. The year of our Lord. 2021 where everything is definitely okay all the time um as i said julia reigns as the reigning wonder of stardom champion where she's held the title since july um her faction donna del mondo is one of the most like like one of the strongest factions in the company right now um really going like getting involved with stable for- warfare with the likes of uh oedo tai king's quest cosmic angels stars and there's definitely one that I'm forgetting about, but we're going to move past it. And Julie herself is one of the strongest rising stars in the company. She, like for me, she's the reason why I really started getting into stardom or why I was more aware of stardom. Um, because she just had a presence and a lot of chatter about her. Obviously part of that might have well been from her leaving Ice Ribbon back in 2019, but I don't know, it's been a while since I've thought about stuff. And yeah, she's just she's just been pretty pretty good at the wrestling stuff so far. So yeah, we're gonna go into her the current year of Julie's career. Fifty-three matches to go through at time of recording, which is the twenty eighth of June twenty twenty one. So the day hopefully this comes out. I I got I was playing video games last night, leave me alone. And so, yeah, let's start with our all good year start, including 2021, with January. And immediately, the first month of the year, we're going to be hitting double digits for number of matches in a month. Uh, I imagine at this point, a lot of wrestlers are starting to try to play catch up with the wrestling that got robbed for them in 2020 because of that their corona. So, open the year with a best two out of three falls match with her Donald Del Mondo stable. Uh, Maika, Natsupoi, and Siri defeated Oedo Tai, B Priestley, Konami, Natsuko, Tora, and Saki Kashima. This going down, this night one of the Stardom New Year Stars event. It's, I think it's their yearly event. I'm pretty sure I've spoken about it last year as well. And I just see it pop up a lot. Um, continued stable warfare with likes of Oedo Tai, Queen's Quest, and Cosmic Angels, including a fucking massive. I don't know why I said like that. Three way elimination. 12-person match. Um, yes. It was Don Del Mondo versus Queen's Quest versus Oedo Tai. Uh, three teams, elimination sort of thing. 
Donald Del Mondo, comprised of um, Julia, Maika, Natsupoi, and Siri. And I really, I'm, I watched this match, and it's all starting to come back to me because it wasn't one person gets pinned and therefore the entire team goes. It's one person gets pinned, and that's that member of that team eliminated. Um, Julia was the last person of Donald Del Mondo to be eliminated, and Donald Del Mondo was the first team to be eliminated as a whole from the match. If I remember correctly, uh, Julia was setting up for something and managed to eliminate herself by accidentally going over the top rope, which I think the match was you eliminated by pinfall submission or going over the top. And yeah, she I think she went to like brag on the second rope and got pushed or something. Or went for a dive and next thing went over the top. I, I can't remember too much, but I just remember she went over. Everyone looks very like, what? And they're quite confused. And then all Donna and Molly just walk away. So, yeah, it's kind of a weird one. Um, but, yeah, it, it's it's already a mixed bag for that stable warfare I mentioned. And it's, it's it sounds weird sometimes. Her sole single match for the month came as a successful defense of her Wonder of Stardom Championship in a rare no disqualification match or no rules match as um, Starbun, Stardom labeled it. Um, I thought this was a really fun match. I remember watching this match as well. This one's a lot more vivid in my brain, in mind. Words. Um, yeah, this one's way more vivid. Um, no DQ matches don't really seem too common in stardom, so that in itself was a cool little rarity. Um, you had table spots, you had like old school powder being thrown in people's eyes. Um, there was a spot where I think Tora, um, so Judy defeated Atsuko Tora, I don't know if I've already mentioned that, but I'm pretty sure Tora at one point hung Julia by the neck with a chain. There were some pile drivers onto like slate plates that you use for roofing. There was all sorts, and it was a really fun match. And it got a lot of, not abuse, but just people were really shitting on it. On, like, Cage Match, and from the little bit of stardom I can pick up in English on Twitter. Um, yeah. A lot of people said it was shit. I really liked it. I quite like Julia. Had, this is a good prime example of it. I'm doing a whole thing about her. I quite like Natsu Katoro. I think she's pretty great. Big powerhouse sort of wrestler. Easy peasy. I don't understand. So, I don't know. But arguably, that wasn't Julia's biggest match of the month. Julia went back to make even more history. She did a repeat of uh, the previous year where she competed in a dark match for Wrestle Kingdom. Um, Julia teamed up with her tag team partner, Siori, to defeat Mayo Iwatani and Tam Nakano at Wrestle Kingdom 15 in a Tokyo Dome. On the second night, again, a dark match, so not many people got to see it. But you're still using some of Stardom's biggest and brightest. Um, a lot more, like, this is what's happening. This is going to be, like, our future projection sort of wrestlers. Um, Mayo is pretty on top anyways, but, like, Tan Nakado and Julia are both two big names who are like, just you wait, we're going to pin the entire company on these two. And it kind of, and it kind of happens in a couple of months. Um, Siri is just a strong uh competitor to put out there very technically gifted uh mma background so she's gonna hit you like shit and you know new japan fans really like it when people get punched really hard in the face for realsies so 
it was a great mix of characters, great mix of uh, wrestling styles and wrestling people, and it was just a really good match. Uh, I've managed to find it somewhere, I think. Not unless I'm getting mixed up with something else, but yeah, I think Julia and Maya, or Mayu, sorry, are the only two to wrestle both years. Because Arisa Hoshiki last year, and it was Hanakamura for Julia. So yeah, Julia and Iwatani making history again multiple times at the same time sure uh but yeah that was january moving into february as things do and in february julia goes next level heel in stardom like she's a dickhead kind of heel and it was quite cool um so donald del mondo had a tag team match it was julia teaming up with natsupoi at stardom new year stars night eight um julian natsupoi versus the cosmic angels tam nakana and unagi sayaka after the match uh which cosmic angels won julia confronts uh, tam nakana talking about their title match clash which is scheduled for the 10th anniversary all-star dream cinderella which also coincides with stardom's return to the budokan a very historic arena in japan obviously stardom haven't really been able to go do much in there because that their coronavirus thing uh just being scuppering all their plans every last one of them so it's a massive title match um the best way i can describe it is for everything that shinsuke nakamura was talked about when he was holding the iwgp intercontinental championship and how he made that feel like the belt to have that's kind of how this feud is kind of being made to feel and you know when you i'll talk about it a little bit later but like the, the storytelling that's gone into it and like how far it dates back you kind of are getting that feel between tam and julia i at the time didn't know all the like pieces of the puzzle that went into this feud but just from them going at each other and how much that in the matches they would just hit each other like with a little bit extra um it it just felt like a little bit something different than your average title affair so yeah this is a highly touted affair the feud's been building between them since like before the tournament final to decide a new wonder stardom champion back in july and initially tam who is apparently and legitimately a pyrotechnics expert suggested that they do an exploding death match which probably would have gone a lot better than kenny omega versus john moxley zing um, but Julia says that she wants to hurt Nakano, like properly, properly just obliterate her, which, you know, it's a death match. You can fucking kill someone, etc. But the whole thing with Tam Nakano and the Cosmic Angels is that they are very uh, idol inspired. And I remember reading about it last night. So the three members of cosmic angels tam nakano mina shirakawa and unagi sayaka they're all um some kind of crossover either with idol like japanese idols which is tam uh gravier which is um i guess like japanese modeling i guess we can say to keep things pg uh, and that and the fact that I don't know a massive amount of Gravio. I don't know what the line is for what is Gravio and what's just modeling. Um, Gravio, which is uh, more 
Sayaka sort of territory. And Mina Shirakawa is sort of like a halfway. She's very idol heavy. She's also does a lot of modeling as well. So the whole crux of uh, Cosmic Angels is their looks. Very like good looking, very pretty, very beautiful individuals who also wrestle. It happens. Stunning, I know. Um, so Julia wants to hurt Nakano. So she's going to take away something that's very near and dear to Tam Nakano, but also take away something from an idol, and that's her hair. And so Julia challenges Tam Nakano to a hair versus hair match for the title at the Budokan, and Nakano eventually accepts, looking a little bit scared. So the scene is set. Julia, Tam Nakano, Wonder of Stardom Championship in a hair versus hair match. Uh, it's going to be pretty spicy. And then a couple of days later, Julia is defending her Wonder of Stardom Championship beforehand against Starlight Kid. Remember I talked about uh, Starlight Kid last week? She's pretty fun. We like Starlight Kid a lot. Uh, she is a luchadora-esque wrestler. Therefore, she wears a mask. Masks are pretty important in professional wrestling. Following Julia's successful retention of the Wonder of Stardom Championship against Starlight Kid, uh, Julia gets a pair of scissors and starts chopping up Starlight Kid's mask like a dick. And then eventually, she chops it up and there's so much damage to it, she can just rip it off of Starlight Kid's head. And obviously, she's now on the ground, like, covering her head. You've got the, uh, no, not non-active in terms of they don't wrestle anymore, but the whole thing with Stardom and a lot of Joshi promotions is if you're not wrestling a match... You are ringside to um, help cushion bumps, give the wrestlers uh, water, help them fix anything going on with them, give them support, that kind of thing. So she's like, Starlight Kid is eventually covered up with like a t-shirt and they carry her back, uh, carry her to the back. And you've just got Julia posing in the ring. One hand's got Starlight Kid's mask, the other's got her Wonder of Stardom Championship. Um, and yeah, it is... You hear, like, the murmuring and just the shock of the crowd as, like, because it's still reduced capacity, you hear the snips as well. So as you're going, you just got people going, what are you doing? Oh, fuck. Uh, it's super great. It's it's really, I I don't like, as a personal take, I don't like it when wrestlers go after other wrestlers' masks. I think it's just a, re it's a really cheap way of getting heat, and I get it. But I don't like it. Um, it's just personal preference. But seeing that you get. I got so invested in this story. That they were telling between them. To show that Julia is willing to be. A cataclysmic fucker. To keep her Wonder of Stardom Championship. And it's really really great. Because it's great storytelling. Why can't WWE do this. But do it well. I just. <sighs> but. Before we get to the Budokan, and before we get to the Biggin, a few more orders of business for Julia in the month of February. She gets a singles victory over Lady C, uh, Saya Iida, and Unagi Sayaka, which was the first match in the Unagi Kabuki seven-match trial series, if I have written my notes down correctly, which I think... Someone, I don't know if it's someone like behind the scenes or one of um, the Cosmic Angels or maybe even one of uh, Stars, which is like the where 
Cosmic Angels broke away from. Someone somewhere has said that Unagi Sayaka is going to be hot shit um, in the ring. And so they're doing this like trial thing to put her against like established competitors so that she can prove her all in short burst matches. She's most likely going to lose, but she's going to learn a lot in the way. And from everything I've been reading online, it has been received so poorly. I haven't seen any of these matches yet because I've got a backlog of stardom that I need to catch up on. But there has not been many good reviews for Unagi Siaka's uh, trial series thing, which is a shame because I think I have seen a couple of matches with Unagi Siaka in them. And she's actually really good. She is like a bit rough around the edges, but I think she's only been wrestled for a couple of years. So that's a bit of a shame. But yeah, she also got, to, she got as part of that, she got to wrestle Julia. Julia beat her quite handedly. And then we move on and fuckheads on the internet are going to complain about it because what else are we meant to do? Um, as well as all the singles victories, Julia got a tag team victory against Cosmic Angels and another one against Oedo Tai. She participated in the Stardom Rumble at the Stardom New Year Stars uh, Night 10 and was the first person eliminated. Uh, most because I reckon everyone saw her as the biggest threat. Uh, that's That's the narrative I'm sticking with. And we're going to move on to March where it is. The match. We are opening March with the match. It's the 10th anniversary of Stardom. The all-star dream Cinderella event. It's in the Budokan. It's hair versus hair. It's for the Wonder Stardom Championship. Julia versus Tam Nakano. And that's what I alluded to a little bit earlier. Their feud goes back way before... Um, try again. Their feud goes back before the tournament final to crown the new Wonder of Stardom champion. Um, it goes back to a couple of weeks just prior to that at a photo shoot. Stardom has like a yearly photo shoot, like a swimwear photo shoot to help basically sell merch to neckbeards online. Um, during that photo shoot, there was a... I've seen it branded tasteless. I'm not going to say much on my side of things because the line of which I just it felt a bit weird to watch um in like retrospect but built heat um during the photo shoot um as Tam was getting her pictures taken Julie came across and started like mouthing off pushing her around and just got into like a really um like hair pulling thing between them and then the camera cut so yeah it's not really great but the fact is they've been eating each other's throats since then and it was days prior like i said to the match for the vacant wonder stardom championship at cinderella T summer in tokyo and that title was vacated by a very close personal friend of tam nakano in arisa hashiki and so there is there's what's the word there's hostility between nakano and julia dating back nearly a year as for the match being a hair versus hair match, it's the first women's hair versus hair match in Japan since Arisa Nakajima versus Nanei Takahashi, hope I got those names right, for seedling in November 2019. It's the first hair versus hair match in stardom's history, and it is a stonkingly good match. Oh my god, was this a fun thing to watch. Um... Very terrifying at times because these ladies like to punch each other really hard and kick each other really hard and drop each other on the head really hard and go through tables really hard. Um, 
but they're like just a build up to the match there was so much good preamble that added lows like you could watch this match from the op- from the first promo package you could watch this could be the first thing you ever watch in stardom and that first promo package would get you hyped for this match i reckon because it showed highlights of a match from 1985 dump matsumoto versus chugusa nagayo a hair versus hair match from 1985 um nagayo at the time was apparently one of the biggest baby faces in joshi wrestling and she was on the losing end matsumoto defeated her you've got footage of the crowd just in hysterics they are like on the floor they cannot look they're crying there's so much damn emotion going into it and it just like cuts to julia and nakano hyping up for the match and saying how much history they've got and they're all like highlights of the matches they've had previously against each other and how much they really want to fuck each other up and then it's got julia cutting up starlight kid mask and oh man like if this is the first thing you watch in stardom they did such a great job on letting you know that this is the biggest thing in the company right now and this is why i say this is the like a shinsuke nakamura kind of deal where they're making the secondary championship feel like bigger than their world title and so we get on with the match uh, there's a i went through a bunch of spots earlier there's also a grim looking neck breaker on the apron um that power driver like i said it's f- oh, sorry that table spot like i said it's a pile driver because of course it is and you know japanese tables are renowned for being quite stiff and they don't sell um and then you've got a floor underneath which also doesn't really sell that much so that was pretty horrible as part of the ending sequence of the match they just had a slap off and just you can see tam nakano like she's already like quite red anyways because she's just been wrestling for about 20 minutes half hour however long it is but there is a distinct difference in color between one cheek on her face and the other cheek on her face from where she's just getting clattered by these slats from julia and then she gets the other hand and you know when these sort of matches happen usually oh sorry you know when these sort of um spots happen it's like the trading of punches like boo yay boo yay and then one of them one of the wrestlers she tends to take advantage and she's like a flurry of punches and usually because they're in just such a rabid phase of trying to hit them it becomes just like fury swipes from pokemon a little like bitch slaps she nakana was hitting those slaps at that rate but you heard it was basically a round of applause with julia's face in the middle it was horrible to watch because that's a face you need them you have a face you know what feels like to get slapped machine gun slaps to the face and it culminated with Tam's wrist hook German suplex, which is called the Twilight Dream, and Tam Nakano is your brand new Wonder of Stardom champion, and Julia has to have her head shaved. Huge. Absolutely huge. In the post match, Julia and Nakano share words of mutual respect before we get to the de heroning. Uh, Julia gets a chair and just sits in the middle of it, and first of all, asks nakano to make the first cut and nakano is an absolute bits like she just can't do it she cannot face it enough um they share a joke 
which was weird. Um, and then they eventually get one of the assistants or like one of the, the barber they brought in from across the road to make the first cut. And yeah, she, she's just getting her head cut. And there's like a very, very like a heavy silence. And I hope that makes sense in the crowd as all you can hear is and every now and again just a murmur of like oh my god holy shit as like flakes of hair flakes of hair wisps of hair whatever fall to the ground and one thing to bear in mind as well when all this is happening is hair versus hair matches have always been used to like humiliate one side in a match especially in the west um I, like my first example was that I had in my head was Kurt Angle versus Edge. Obviously, Kurt Angle wore a bald cap, not bald cap, um, a wrestling helmet with a wig in it for a couple of months. Molly Holly did something similar when she lost a hair versus hair match to Victoria at WrestleMania 20. Uh, have there been any more? I mean, there's bound to be more, but can I remember any of them? Oh, CM Punk, when he had his head shaved, he went around in the mask because apparently being bald is the worst thing that can happen to anyone. I say that as a bald man, and that hurts me emotionally. Um, but in Japan, it's everything that wrestling makes being shaven to feel bad as, but legitimately. Like, they use... In Japan, it's often associated for a loss of valor or a loss of honor to voluntarily lose your own hair. So it's sort of like a recompense. Um, some key examples are Minami Minagishi, a an idol member from the group AKB48. She was found to have a boyfriend. That was her crime. Idol industry is fucking weird. But she was found to have a boyfriend. And in order to say sorry, she posted a video of her with a shaved head crying, saying, you know, this, this is how I'm going to say sorry. Um... That spawned a whole other argument that I'm not going to go into. Uh, as well as that, marathon runner Yuki Kawa... Yuki Kawauchi? Kawuchi? I wonder if I might have missed a G in that. But Yuki Kawuchi, um, he just had a lot of bad results in the train-up to a a marathon event. A major one. I don't think it was quite the Olympics, but it's like one of the next ones down. He just kept getting really bad results. So he shaved his head and was like, I'm doing shit and I owe it to my fans and like the nation of Japan to do better so he shaved his head and he started doing better it's it's a whole thing over there it's just a whole thing so this just sits heavier than it would do over in Tut West and yeah Julia has part of her head shaved in the ring and then obviously we still need to have the rest of a match so she's half shaved and then they just finish off the round at the back and that's that's it. So a bit of admin. Uh, a 220-day reign is over as Wonder Stardom champion. And it's the first time Julia has been out. It's the first time Julia has been without a championship since February 2020. Over a year of being some kind of champion. Of course, she also held she also held the Arts of Stardom championship from February as well, along with Donald Del Mondo. So, and there was that like overlap where she was a double champion. They were great times. And yeah, she is now a she, she's just Julia for the first time in a long time. So yeah, we move on. We live and learn. Well, we don't live and learn. Uh, what's what's the phrase that Arsenal likes to use? We move. We move. I fucking hate that expression. 
Um, Julia debuts her new look on day one of the Road to Yokohama Dream Cinderella Spring event. Uh, four days after her match with Nakano, easily defeats Gokugen. Gokugen? Gokugen. Gokugen. Death. Uh, formerly known as Fukugen Death. Just fucking mad out it goes bleh and throws the devil horns. Um, as not only has Julia got a new haircut and it's just like a buzz. It's like a grade two or three, I guess. Um, so yeah, not only has she got the buzz head, she's got like new army-esque fatigues for her attire. So like a black vest sort of thing, uh, like cargo-y sort of trousers, big boots, that kind of thing. And it's a, a a look that's like similarly adopted by Donna Del Mondo Stiv Mate Siri as well. And they start teaming a bit more together. And it was a show opener. Gokujin Death versus Julia because Julia insisted following that loss to Tam Nakano that she wanted to start from scratch again uh, to and it's really emphasized this is basically like a soft reboot of Julia and her character she's still leader of Donald Del Mondo um, but from where she was like the heights of that she hit as Wonder Stardom champion and Arts of Stardom champion and just being the new hot thing in Joshi and in Stardom She's saying that, all right, I, I've been humbled. It's time to get back at it and then prove why I am that hot shit that everyone keeps talking about. So, yeah. Show opener. Rest of March is a lot of stable warfare sort of stuff. She gets wins over Stars and Awaito Tire uh, alongside her Donald and Mondo stablemates. She would enter the top unit trios tournament alongside Himeka and Maika. Unfortunately, knocked out in the first round by Oedo Tire members Natsuka Tora, Ruaka, and Saki Kashima. She wouldn't even win the third place playoff. Uh, she would go to a 15 minute draw with Queen's Quest members Azumi, Saya Kamatani, and Utami Hayashishita. So, <laughs> bit rubbish. But, you know, Julia did say that she wanted to start from scratch. Himeka and Maika are the two uh, youngest and most inexperienced members of Donald Del Mondo. So, what do you do? So we're going to April then, and it's another big match to open a month. It is a bit of Donna Del Mondo civil war, but like friendly civil war, a bit of friendly banter between the lads, lasses in this case. Um, and it's for the Goddesses of Stardom Championships. The reigning champions are Himeka and Maika. And their challengers, as you can probably guess already, is Julia and in this case, Siri. And Siri and Julia pick up the win. So there's been an internal title change for the Goddess of Stardom Championships. And yeah, Julia, Sieri, Donna Del Mondo are your brand new tag team champions. Um, I, because again, Stardom's all in Japanese, promos, interviews, interactions on Twitter, that sort of thing. It's all going to be predominantly Japanese. I haven't found a decent account that's going to translate everything into English like I do for TJPW. So the thoughts and reasonings behind this, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but whatever it is, like, Himeka and Maika won the titles the day after Julia Dimas Starlight. So it was when uh, Donald and Mondo were at their most powerful as a group. And we're kind of going going back through the rounds again. Julia reunites with Siri and with Tag Team Gold as Julia and Siri were previously the Artists of Stardom champion uh, alongside Maika last year. Um so yeah, it's it's kind of common for groups to go against each other in stardom, but I can't help but feel, like I I want to know how they sort of 
explain that and go through that in in the storyline. Um, that's a bit more extra reading for your boy here. It was slightly, ever so slightly overshadowed by the news um, that night of B Priestley announcing that she'd be leaving Stardom. Uh, this happened immediately prior to the tag team match. And I believe B Priestley is about to, there's vignettes for her to debut on NXT UK. I can't remember her name. I remember thinking it was kind of bum because B Priestley is a kind of cool name. But it's NXT UK. It's WWE. It's all a bit shit because they're a terrible company. So, whatever. Julia would then enter the 2021 Stardom Cinderella Tournament. Remember, she won it last year because she's that fucking great. Uh, she was intending to battle Arisa Hoshiki for the Wonder Stardom Championship. But then COVID and more importantly, Hoshiki's retirement got in the way of all that. And that like that got the ball rolling for uh, Julia versus Tam. Julia picking up the Wonder Stardom Championship anyways. It was just a whole thing. It was pretty big news for julia back last year so as a reminder it's a single elimination tournament traditionally it's in it's in a, it's a one night tournament it's a, a one and done thing however it was extended to two nights to extend their audience attendance due to pandemic so obviously everything's working on limited capacity two shows of limited capacity almost well not really not even slightest but almost makes up for one show you think i think that's pretty sound reasoning right 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 wrong because night two got delayed because the japanese government issued a state of emergency for the company and when the second night eventually did happen it was in front of no crowd anyways um f i guess it's kind of a bum deal but unfortunately these things have happened and will probably i don't want to say will probably likely to happen because hopefully we are on the arse end of this now. And we can hopefully... At least in the UK, we can all hopefully go back outside without feeling guilty soon. Um, but it remains to be seen what Japan do. It's a bit of a lawless nation over there at the moment from what I hear. Because I got, I got people on the inside, you see. I don't. I just have a friend that lives out there. So, yeah. It's, it's a bit of a wild one. A third and final night will take place in June. And we will get there when we get there. If we ever get there. Um, for now, though, Julia defeats Varaka in round one. Um, before we get into May, just various tag team and six-person tag team matches to go through against Stars, Oedo Tai, and Queen's Quest. So, we go into May. Opens the month by defending her Goddess of Stardom Championships. Uh, she would go to defend these championships twice throughout May first, like I said, to open up the month. Successfully defending against Azumi and Momo Watanabe at Golden Week Fight Tour Night 1 in Hiroshima, and then they would defend again against Stars members Maya Iwatani and Starlight Kid, who I imagine is still pretty pissed off about her mask, in Nagoya two days, night one in Nagoya Aichi. And then following that, we go into a massive eight-person tag team match. Julia, Himeka, Maika, and Natsupoi defeat Azumi, Momo Watanabe, Saya Kamatani, and Utami Hayashishita of Queen's Quest, going down at Golden Week Fight Tour night two in Fukuoka, Japan. As we go back to the Cinderella tournament, Julia faces a fellow Donna Del Mondo one in Maika in the second round of the tournament and wouldn't you just bloody know it? Don't know why I said it like that. Uh Maika defeats Boss. 
Who actually now I say it does kind of look like uh, give off like big boss feels from Metal Gear Solid. But whatever. Micah defeats Julia in round two in less than eight minutes as well in the Cinderella Tournament 2021. Wow. So Micah goes through to the next round. Um, I imagine I haven't watched again. I got a backlog of Stardom to watch. Um, I imagine there's going to be shock and wowzers, but ultimately respect because the young up-and-comer, the little scamp, uh, Micah, has defeated Julia, who is a reigning champion at the moment. Micah may be getting a little bit of revenge for taking her title from her, but friendly revenge. They're all friends. Donna Del Mondo is fine, and they're never breaking up ever because they're brilliant. We see off the month with wins against Queen's Quest, Oedo Tai, and then a 15-minute draw against Maya Iwatani because they never got old. They literally never do get old. Julia and Maya Iwatani, just the fucking best. And then we get to right here, right now, right here, right now. It's June. And we kick off with a six-person tag team win against Oedo Tai. Always pretty fun. DDM repeat that feat three days later at the Road to Tokyo Dream Cinderella Special Edition show. Um, this time, Julia, Maika, and Siri defeat Queen's Quest members Momo Watanabe, Saya Kamatani, and Utami Hayashishita. And then we get to the Cinderella Special Edition pay-per-view show itself. Massive show for stardom. Uh, huge build-up again. Something that I am just so desperate to watch because I've heard nothing but good things out of it so far. As part of the show, though, a weird three-way tag team match. It is Azumi and Natsupoi. Versus Mina Shirakawa and Mama Watanabe. Versus Julia and Tam Nakano. A weird Queen's Quest, Donna Del Mondo, Cosmic Angels like, crossover event thing. But they've jumbled up tag team partners. Um, it's... I, mm, I don't... Why? Why have they done this? Why have they done this? Why have they done this? It's, from all accounts, it was a really fun and entertaining match. There was a lot of good comedy, particularly between Julia and Tam Nakano. Mina Shirakawa, on her own, has got a lot of good co reviews for her comedy. Um, it's just a bit of a weird one. It's just very strange. Don't know why they did it. Need to watch the show. I might get some context as to why it's happened, but odds are it's all going to be in Japanese, and I won't have a fucking clue anyways. But yeah, I feel like just those six people in the match is going to be rad anyways, so can't wait to watch it. Um, elsewhere on the show, though, remember, 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 fucking, remember, Mike, Micah? Our girl, our other girl from Donna Del Mondo who defeated Julia in the Cinderella tournament? Well, during the Dream Cinderella special edition show, um, Stardom hosted the semis and the final of the Cinderella tournament, during which... Maika defeated Unagi Sayaka, who, again, everyone just wants to shit on Sayaka at the moment. Uh, but I, I don't have a problem with it yet. Maybe I need to watch more of her matches, but whatever. It's still got three stars from Daddy Meltzer, so that must be worth something. Um, but yeah, Maika defeated Unagi Sayaka in the semifinals and made it to the finals where she faced Saya Kamatani. Uh, she would unfortunately lose, but... Micah making it to the finals of a major tournament for Stardom, and maybe it may, maybe in a little bit of time we'll be we'll be chatting to we'll be chatting about Micah the same way we're talking about Julia. Wouldn't that be interesting? But 
you know, all in all, a pretty cool night for Donald Mondo, the finalist of the massive um, one-off Stardom's big tournaments. Although Julia didn't win in that weird triple threat tag team match, Natsupoi did. So, you know, and we're still we're still tag team champions, so it is what it is. And then we get to, like, the final matches for Julia so far, um, as we are in June. It's June 28th. So, not the most successful run by any means. A six-person tag team win against Awedo Tai um, on the 19th. Kickstart a three-match losing streak to Awedo Tai, Cosmic Angels, and Stars. Before finally picking up a win yesterday of time recording at Rota Yokohama Dream Cinderella in Summer. As Julia, Maika, and Siri defeated Konami, Natsuka Tora, and Ruaka of Oedo Tai. And that is as far as we go. As of the 28th of June, 2021, the year of our Lord, Julia has had 328 matches across a nearly four-year career in professional wrestling. That includes 152 wins, 156 losses, and 20 draws, with a win percentage of 46.3% across the entire board. She is currently reigning as the Goddess of Stardom Champion as well, alongside Siuri, her stablemate in the group that she leads in Donna Del Mondo, a very international professional wrestler who cut her teeth with Ice Ribbon Pro Wrestling under the watchful eye of Mio Shirai, Julia made a professional wrestling debut for the promotion in October 2017. She would appear with many promotions in Japan alongside Ice Ribbon during this time, such as Reina, Pure J, Actress Girls, which is still a terrible name, and Seedling, among others, and would also appear at produce events hosted by the likes of Minoru Tanaka and Toshiaki Kawada. Julia would also capture Ice Ribbon's International Ribbon Tag Team Championships alongside her tag team partner and friend, Tequila Saya. In October 2019, Julia would make the highly contested jump to World Wonder Ring stardom, uh, quickly establishing herself as an upper mid-card heel and assuming leadership over her own stable, Donna Del Mondo. Since joining stardom, she has won the 2020 Cinderella Tournament, captured the Arts of Stardom Championships alongside Donna Del Mondo, the Wonder of Stardom Championship on her own, and as a time recording, she is reigning Goddess of Stardom Champion alongside another one of her DDM members, Siri, as she rebuilds her presence and legend following her loss to Tam Nakano in an iconic Heaven's Hair match at All-Star Dream Cinderella in March 2021. And there we go. That is Julia's entire career in four parts in a podcast form. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed. I hope I haven't missed out anything glaring. And I hope you've all been informed over how good, how good the international, very international professional wrestler Julia actually is. Um, I know, I know, at least I think I do, who I'm going to be covering next. But I'm not going to reveal that just yet in case I look at their... It's going to be a man because I'm going to try and alternate these between men and women. Um, I, I'm not going to commit to the name right now because knowing my luck, I'm going to open up the page and realize it's another 13-year career or 12, you know, 12 is more, 12 is less. Uh, a 17-year career. Something bizarre like that, like what I found that will pack. And that's how I realized that maybe these are better for like shorter careers and then big ones for special occasions. Um, but either way, I'll be announcing very soon. I hope you will be there to come on for the ride and enjoy and learn about more professional wrestling. And yeah, I hope this whole thing about Julia has been pretty fun for you. It's been pretty fun for me. I I really like Julia as a wrestler. 
it was really fun to know about why she was such like a big character and potentially why I got so drawn to her when I was first learning about Joshi. And even when I wasn't, I just kept hearing that name over and over again. So maybe it's why and the whole thing with her and Ice Ribbon. Uh, since watching her in Stardom, she's put on some amazing matches. That I desperately advise you, if you haven't already seen it, the hair versus hair match against Tam Nakano. It's bloody brilliant. So good. Really, really worth your time. Um, and yeah, if you think I've done a good job, you think I've done a shit job, if you think I've just done a job, why not let me know at Lifetime Booking on the Facebook, the Twitter, and the Instagram, apparently. And until next time, have yourselves just a bearable time because everything's kind of bad right now. But just have it bearable. Be bearable. And I'll see you soon.